0: How's this? Is that better? (laughs) Yeah. Good evening. Good evening. (laughs) Welcome to Tuesday Evening Chapel. Uh, This is the last chapel service of the winter term. Congratulations for making it. (laughs) I think there's an echo in the room. Uh, You can see that things are a little different this evening. Our worship is going to be led by the NBC Praise Band, Choir, and Instruments. Welcome them. The preacher of the evening is Dr. Charles Self. He is an online student advisor, has served in that capacity for 10 years, has been in ministry for mm, lots of them, 27. (laughs) And is also an adjunct professor for us, both on campus and online. Would you welcome Dr. Self? I know that these guys are going to want you to stand when you sing, so I'd like you to stand now. And I want us to pray our prayer a couple of times in order for us to get focused. So say it with me. Here am I, Lord,
1: restore me.
0: Here am I, Lord, restore me. Now let's pray it. Here am I, Lord, restore us. Amen. Psalm 77, 13 through 15 says, Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is great is our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeem your people. Let's praise God this morning. God of wonder, you may be seated.
1: I'd like to spend a few minutes tonight with the Apostle Peter and looking at a message of hope. Uh, If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Peter, the first chapter, and I want to read beginning at verse 3. And would you stand with me if we read God's Word? The words of the Lord to us through the Apostle Peter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. You ought to underline those two last words, for you, kept in heaven for you. Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trial. These have come so that your faith, of greater worth than gold which perishes, even though refined by fire, the salvation of your souls. You may be seated on that. I still like the words of the King James when they talked about being full of, of, of inexpressible joy. Um, uh, tradition tells us that the Apostle Peter spent his last years in, of his ministry in Rome, and it was there in Rome that he gave his life as a martyr. And it's very possible that while Peter was in Rome, he may have been there at the time when Nero burnt Rome to the ground. And Nero then turned and blamed Christians for that great travesty. Peter may have seen the beginning of a great wave of persecution where Christians would be blamed as the scapegoat. And so he began to write to the churches and try to encourage them in times of trial and persecution. It's been interesting to me in the last few weeks we've heard a lot about Christians who have come under persecution and a lot of different trials, uh, especially in the Mideast and in Egypt. And I often wondered, if I listened to the news reports, wonder what the Apostle Peter would say to them as they are going through this trial and persecution. And I believe it's the same thing that the Apostle Peter said to the churches back then is the same thing that the Apostle Peter says to us here and now, even as we may go through our own trials, our own persecution, our own tribulations, and hopefully we will never see the day that we, the, the Christians are seen over in the Middle East now. But when you have trials, when you struggle, it causes it to be a struggle of faith, and when we have trials and tribulations, we often begin to ask ourselves the questions, do what we believe in, is it real? Is our faith strong enough to see us through this trial? What does God's word say to us? What, does, what would Peter say to us? What would God say to us? You know, I'm kind of like the John Wesley who said, you know, through all his life and trials and things, he said, there's one thing I want to know, and that, that is... How do I make it across to the other shore? How do I get to heaven? Peter in this passage of scripture helps to answer that question and helps to answer the great questions of faith that will come to us as we may go through some of life's struggles and life's trials. He says in this ninth verse, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care. As you read through this passage, there are so many words that begin to jump out at you. There's so many keywords that just, just seem to be right there in front of you. And one of the key words in this passage is that keyword, uh, salvation." That's, the word salvation is sort of an umbrella term. It applies to all aspects of our spiritual lives. Uh, From the time we first began to think about God, to the time when we are born again, to the time as we grow in God's grace, to the moment of sanctification, through uh, maturing in God's grace, all the way up to glorification. That term salvation is that sort of an umbrella term there. Another umbrella term in this passage is the word grace and uh, Dr. Powers in his commentary of 1 Peter kind of reminds us that the word grace is synonymous with that word salvation and if if you don't have that commentary you ought to go out and get it, it's a great commentary and a good resource for, for your library. So Dan you owe me at the the back of the ceremony. (laughs) But the the word, key word grace is being synonymous with salvation. But I believe grace is also synonymous with the work of the Holy Spirit. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. There are so many different definitions of grace. But my favorite definition of grace has always been that grace is God working in our lives through the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is always active and moving in our lives. Even in times when we may not see him, he is always present and working in our lives. That is God's grace. That is God's mercy. It was the Holy Spirit who first convicts us of our sins and leads us to the cross where that sin is forgiven. It is the Holy Spirit who enables us to be freed from the power and the guilt of sin. It is the Holy Spirit that brings the assurance to us that our sins truly have been forgiven. We need to hear that word of assurance, that note of assurance and to know that Jesus is Lord and that our lives have been changed. The Holy Spirit is beginning, this to the beginning, the middle and the end of Christian life. Salvation refers to the beginning, the middle and the end of Christian life. All of it is through God's grace which is the work of the Holy Spirit. Peter says in this passage you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Notice that Peter is saying this in the present tense. He is saying you are receiving right here and right now the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You see so often we want to think of salvation as being something out there. Peter reminds us that it's not something out there but it's something in here, right here and right now. Now I want to be a little cautious with with Peter's the phrasing that Peter uses here. When Peter says you're receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Now we need to be cautious in that word souls. Because we so often want to think like sort of a Greek style. That is the body, soul and the spirit are all different entities and when you die your soul goes to heaven. That's not what Peter is saying and if we try to think that way then we are doing an injustice to the scriptures and an injustice to ourselves as well. Because Peter is a Hebrew and he's thinking with a Hebrew mindset when he talks about the soul he is referring to the entire being body, soul, and spirit. You see, so often we want to compartmentalize our spiritual lives so that what we do on Sunday is right here. Then Monday through the week, we're all right here. Then through the evenings or maybe the weekend, we're here. It's not that way not that we can compartmentalize our spiritual life. We are a whole being. We need to realize that when he talks about souls he's talking about our whole being and our spiritual life as a whole being that reflects every aspect of our life from the moment we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed at night we are walking in God's grace through his grace. We're walking in faith. Peter says the goal of faith is the salvation of our souls and he said that the prophets intended to search this and the grace that is involved there. When I first read these words I was reminded of the Apostle Paul's words where he says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith in Peter's day was costly. Faith often came with a very painful side and grace was costly. In Peter's day to be a Christian marked you as being an outsider from the world, an outsider religiously, an outsider socially. So it was easy for someone like Nero to come and point a finger at Christians and say it's their fault. They're outside of the world, they're outside, they are outcasts. So Peter reminds us that. Hey, grace and faith is costly. Grace and faith go together and the goal of faith is the salvation of your souls. Something that is here and now, not just something off in the future. In the beginning of this section of scripture I read tonight, Peter talks about God's great mercy and he says it this way, in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. In His great mercy, He has given us a new birth into a living hope. Now that word hope oftentimes in the New Testament relates to a future hope but what peter is is trying to remind us here is that this hope here we have is not a future hope but it is a living hope you see the world can offer us all kinds of things it can offer us fame and and fortune and power maybe authority I was listening to this morning of the newscast and listening to Billy Ray Cyrus talking about his daughter and how she's going the way of the world and how he's regretting seeing that happening. The world can offer us almost anything but it does not and cannot offer us this living hope that Peter is referring to here. This hope that is God's grace in our life. And Peter reminds us that for a Christian Hope is not wishful thinking but it is a firm conviction that because we have been born again doesn't mark us as being an outsider. Instead, God's hope and God's grace marks us as being an insider in His grace and we have an an inheritance. Being a Christian is not a curse as sometimes the world would see it. But being a Christian, Peter reminds us, is a blessing, a blessing from God. And when we go through trials, those are the times when we should start looking at the hope that is presented to us, we should begin to count the blessings that God has given to us. In other words, step back, take a look at this hope that we have. He said we have a living hope because we have a living Savior. Jesus Christ is alive he is alive and he is present in his very power the very power that raised Jesus Christ up from the dead is the very power that works in our lives that enables us to live Christian lives in our world, in in our society today, it's the very power that changes us radically so that as the Apostle Paul says, old things are passed away, behold all things become new in Christ Jesus. We have an inheritance, we have a hope, we have an inheritance that goes far beyond just this space, just this time, it's an inheritance that reaches all the way into eternity because Christ is a living Savior. We have a living hope, a living inheritance. Now we think of inheritance as something that we receive when someone passes away. And Peter in this passage uses you know, three great pictures when he talks about the inheritance that we have as a Christian. He said we have an inheritance that can never perish, fade, or spoil. An Inheritance that can never perish. The word he uses here is an inheritance that stands against the ravaging armies of the world that tries to invade and tries to destroy. Uh, yesterday I was noticing there was a news report of a fire in I think Ellicott that burned a house down. And it, a fireman went into the, the blazing flames of the house and brought out an inheritance that the family owned, an inheritance with that tri-cornered flag that had draped the coffin of the, the, the body of their loved one. He saved that from being burned, but Peter tells us we have an inheritance that can't be burned, that can't be ravaged, that can't be destroyed by the armies of the world. He says we also have an inheritance that can never spoil. And the word there is being, not being capable of being polluted by the sins and the stains of this old world, and so we have an inheritance that can never fade. We all know the pictures of flowers as they may fade or possibly silver as it may become tarnished but this inheritance will never grow dim. It is inheritance that is solid and rock firm. It is inheritance as Peter said, that is kept in heaven for you through faith and through faith. Let me read the way he says it here. Kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. A couple years ago I went to Germany to visit my children and we were driving down the Audubon. I looked over into the side of the road and I noticed that way out in the field with nothing else around it there was a tower just standing all by itself and I noticed at different places that uh, there would be these towers that were there. Uh, I asked my son-in-law, what is this tower there for? And he said, well, it's to keep the land from being invaded. In the Middle Ages, whenever there was an invading army, they would have to cross through those towers first of all to get to where they're trying to invade and those towers were there as a guard, a security that was there for them and Peter reminds us that we have an inheritance kept for heaven who by faith are shielded by God's power. We have a tower guarded by the Holy Spirit within our hearts and life. When we have faith, it was as Jesus said, I will never leave you alone. Even when we do not see him, the Holy Spirit is there standing with us, often working in ways that we may not see on the surface, but he's always there. And as someone has said, it's not that God saves us out of our troubles or out of our sorrows, out of the trials or problems of life, but he set these guard towers to enable us to overcome and to have victory over these different circumstances that we face. In this passage of scripture there's just something that has always fascinated me as I read through it. Peter says, you who through faith are guarded by, shielded by God's power that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. A couple phrases that really stand out to me in this passage. First is the, past, the phrase that says, in the last time. We often refer to that as the day when Christ will return to the earth, the world will come to an end. And it does refer to that, and does mean that. But in my studies I ran across a little phrase where it said this phrase can also mean when the worst comes to the worst when the worst comes to the worst when things in life have reached their limit then the saving power of God will be revealed for the believer persecution and troubles are not the end they are not the things that should shake our faith. For beyond lies our hope of glory, our inheritance in Jesus Christ. And as long as we have that hope, we have something that we can look forward to and that something that we can uh, endure anything that the world tosses at us. One of the things that's missing in our society today is this issue of hope. There needs to be hope. The other phrase that really stands out to me in this passage, Peter says, even though you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, the word that Peter uses for all kinds of trials uh, literally means trials of many colors. Now, as you have experienced different trials in your life, have there been some many colors? Maybe some red, some blue, some black? Different kind of trials that are, that are there that you may uh, experience. You know, that word that Peter uses is a very special word. He uses it only twice. and He uses it twice within this book, here in this passage here, this verse here, and then he uses it again in the fourth chapter, the 10th verse. And listen to these words, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in its various forms. Administering God's grace in its various forms and he says that we have the privilege as Christians and as believers in helping to administer that. Really stands out to me that just as our trials may be various and in many colors, but so is the grace of God. There is God's grace to meet each and every trial, there's God's grace to match every trial that we have. And that's just it always just really stood out to me. Paul, Peter says you are receiving present tense here and now the goal of your faith the salvation of your souls not off there here and now in the present tense not something that just in the future but a present reality during the holidays we always have a big theme that's being presented and Macy's always presents a different theme and they, this year the theme that Macy's presented was the word believe. That was it. Every time I heard them say that and saw that word I kept asking myself "But well, what do they want us to believe in? Macy's? Santa Claus? Our society? This world? All those things that cannot offer hope. Those things that there is really nothing to have a belief in. But Peter reminds us, even though the world cannot offer hope, Jesus Christ does and offers an inheritance that is here and now that goes beyond space and time all the way through to eternity. We have a future. We have a hope that is ours through faith and we have a hope that is a message of faith that we need to present to our world these days. Uh, There was a young preacher who tried to to get into a pastorate. Everywhere he tried, uh, he would preach one or two sermons and they asked him to leave. Uh, One day one of his friends decided to set in on a sermon and he listened to his sermons and later he pulled him aside and he said to him, uh, listen, you've got to get rid of all that philosophy and worldly stuff you've you've been trying to preach. You need to preach faith. And hope. His friend said to him, well how can I preach faith if I'm not sure that I have it? His friend answered, well preach faith until you have it and when you have it you'll preach it. John Wesley began to preach faith and what a difference it made in his ministry and his preaching. We have a message of hope, a message of faith, to proclaim to our world, and we need to preach that message of faith. Without it, we do not have any hope, but with it, we have a salvation that's here and now. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, your words to the churches and Peter's day, your words to the churches and those that are going through different trials and persecution, your words to us here and now. We are so thankful for this great salvation that you have given to us, a salvation that we can claim through faith and have through faith and the inheritance that we have and a living hope because Jesus Christ makes the difference in our lives and in our world. And we will give you the praise as we go forth from here. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Let's stand as we prepare to close and praise God. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, amen, Amen. Amen. go in his peace.